Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I am very excited to welcome on Ubalina, who is a health and wellness advocate, DJ, and also my good friend. Committed to all things natural, Bubalina has done an 18-day water fast, 10-day silent meditation retreat, and now also owns her very own suppository brand. Since I'm someone who has had my fair share of health problems, which we don't have to chat about unless you want to chat about them, I'm super pumped to chat more about reclaiming our health and vitality in a very unhealthy world today. We'll get into that. Bubalina, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. All right, so just kick things off, because I already know this story, but the listeners don't. Tell me more about your name and what it means. So my name, Bubalina, I was nicknamed Bubalina actually after my uncle, who the name comes from Lascarina Bubalina. She was a famous Greek warrior, and she helped to save Greece from slavery in the 1800s. And she was the first and only woman to have like earned that title of naval mm. commander till this day, actually. So as a child, my uncle nicknamed me Bubalina because I was independent. I was fearless. I was like this warrior-like child with strength and independence. So I kept it as my artist name and alter ego name throughout my career with my artistry and whatever I do. And, you know, my, my real birth name is Christina, but I love to go by Bubalina because of what it represents and helps to run my, remind myself of every day as well. I love that. That's like me with the freelance fairy. We should like create a, a book about the freelance fairy and Bubalina. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So a lot of people who follow me, they want to leave their nine to five. They want to freelance. They don't want to work at a corporate job anymore. When did you know that you wanted to do your own thing? Like when, when did you know, you know what, the nine to five life is not for me? So it was always a very difficult for difficult thing for me just to even just sit at an office and just do things, you know, by hourly because I was supposed to, I don't know, or because it passed the time or because I looked busy. I was just always the kind of person that I knew that I'd like to do things that make sense. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and instead of, because it wastes, it's just wasted time does is not productive time. I'm productive when I'm you know, spending my time taking care of myself and being healthy. And then when I'm feeling up to finishing something, get something done, I'm more productive when I'm doing it for like within an hour of time, as opposed to like eight hours a day set aside to do something, you know? And so that yeah. was like, was innate in me. I felt like. What was like the first few things you did kind of when you started to go off on your own and, and create a life for yourself that supported you financially because people like to know about different side hustles you've made a living out of health and wellness djing so what was like the first thing you kind of did to support yourself on your own so like on my path to that like real estate is where i started okay like technically you you work for yourself you have bosses but they always change and that yeah. was their clients who's ever looking to rent or buy 
So like experiencing that found like financial freedom and, but it just wasn't my calling ultimately. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I still technically have a license in New York, but I'm letting that go because it's just, isn't fulfilling to me. Yeah. And then DJing is where I started to go to after that. And that was, I was DJing full time before the pandemic and then that stopped <laughs> And then I started to get into my video work, which I create videos for companies online. And so it's all like all the creative stuff is the most fulfilling stuff for me. And then the repository brand. (laughs) Oh my God. I know we're going to get into that. No. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this way where they think they have to pick like one or two things for their entire life. And there's so much pressure on them. And I always like to have my guests like go through because I... Yeah, I've been through like 15 different things that I've done to like get to where I'm sitting right now. And I'll probably do 50 more things. I love hearing people who have done like a bunch of stuff to find what you feel fulfilled at. Because you can't just, you don't just wake up and go, ah, yes, like this is the blueprint of my life. You have to actually go out there and try things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, And I really feel like, and I still feel like I'm constantly trying things and it's hard to just do one thing successfully yeah. at least so it's like to have a balance of being able to dj to to work on a brand to you know work on videos having that balance really i think is most efficacious for me i have to selfishly ask how how did you get into djing i low-key want to be a dj or i always wanted to like i rented a studio space in brooklyn one day and i just like went by myself and i was like all right i think i need a teacher because i don't know what the f i'm doing right now so i have to ask like did you have an like someone teach you or did you are you self-taught okay so pretty much self-taught but the thing is i like when i first first moved to new york I started as a recording artist because i was really obsessed with hip-hop music and rap music and so okay. I was working for actually Damon Dash, who started Rock Fellow Records with Jay Z. And there I was doing like videos for them, but like low key, like trying to learn about, you know, how do I become a recording artist and make it sound great? Because I was yeah. so into it. And so, yeah. you know, I was hanging out in the studio with like Ski Beats, who produced a lot of music for Jay Z. And they have like famous tracks together, like Dead Presidents. And so I learned from him in the studio, you know, how to get started with that. And then he hooked me up with an audio engineer and he would call me Ballerina Tina. And he would basically tell me, like, you'll be famous if you do this for five years. And I didn't, of course, like do it consistently for five years straight. Yeah. Because, you know, life happens, this and that. Mm -hmm. And then I started recording with this audio engineer that he hooked me up with. And I started releasing music that way so that was my step into the music industry yeah and then i released i I, like recorded probably like 100 songs really and then ultimately i ended up ended up only releasing like 10 tracks for my first album which was called east side which is on spotify still and i have tracks like sex will make you skinny and (laughs) you know strip club in my house and just like fun dance music that's like hip-hop and it's just you know And so that's how I started. And then I realized, okay. you know, I learned how to, I learned how to produce music and I learned how to, you know, do the vocals and the audio stuff. And I was like, okay, but like, I'm not really getting much work like this. So yeah. I need to, but what people are constantly booking DJs and I'm like, this is so crazy because it's so much easier to be a DJ than to do all these other things, which was so yeah. interesting to me. So I was like, okay, I need to just like learn how to DJ. So I just started watching videos and just literally started to dive into it. 
and then just like get like go to clubs and like hook up with people who were doing that and then just also learning the style of house music and deep house music which started to become so popular at that time which like there was a whole movement happening like the beginning early 2010 11 12 yeah and then the movement started to get crazy in 2015 16 17 you know so yeah like oh this is where it's going let's let's dive this way and then yeah so i started to dj and then really really loved it and i was like oh this is great i can combine vocals with djing which i kind of did sometimes but now more like just primarily just djing and still doing some recording some original music and the new genre that's awesome i'm like i have to like hire you maybe for a day or something and just show me the basics because there's like there's like a part of me that wants to do it so badly i don't know why i just like feel like called to i don't know why oh my god let's definitely do it i'd love to i'd love to teach you and, and just it'd be great yeah oh my god i'd love to like hire you the second i have any weird event like everyone just so you know she will be the dj at it yes (laughs) i have to figure out what the event is first but (laughs) we'll make one we'll make one yeah all right so we'll segue into the health and wellness advocate part of you and your brand because i've noticed from your social media i feel like that's become like more and more where you're at today Mm -hmm. let's see there's so much to unpack here let's first tell me how you managed to do an 18 day water fast because i followed that on instagram and i was like holy shit (laughs) yeah honestly even just like hearing you say that i'm like how the fuck did i actually do an 18 day water fast yeah it's 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 pretty gnarly but it yeah. was mostly just like being super freaking dedicated and to the fact that like I so okay so I started like okay I'm gonna only do like three to five days and let's yeah. see where it goes from there but then I started getting further and further along and the more f- the further along I got the better I felt and then mm-hmm. I started to realize, okay, then more things started to come up. Then I was like, okay. And then at one point I was, I heard that your tongue had to turn pink in order to be finished with the fast. And my tongue wasn't pink yet. And it was okay. still white. And I was like, oh my God. So like, I, I have to keep going until my tongue turns pink. Otherwise I wasted all these days. So the yeah. more, more time that went by, the more, you know, I, I, I basically didn't turn pink until like day 18. So <laughs> I kept going. Oh my God. Are you talking about like when people have like film on their tongue? Like yeah. it's supposed to not. So your tongue's like an extension of your digestive or, yeah. of, of like your gut. Right. And so right. it's an ex- like when you start to fast, it literally like starts to turn white. And and at the peak of whiteness is like around the middle towards end. And then it starts to like get back to pink. And that's how, you know, you're healthy and your gut is cleansed and and it's cleansing through like process of like autophagy which is basically like self-eating your cells eat the bad cells first and then they start to yeah it just it it just eats all the bad cells in your body and then yeah it was there's so many parts it was a very long long amazing journey which i'm so glad i did and i had no idea what our bodies are capable of doing it's so it's so incredible (laughs) yeah would you say like obviously that that was worth it like what were some of the health benefits you noticed from doing that so so many health benefits and it was so like everything and honestly and i'm a huge advocate for right now and i will be doing a water fast not 18 days necessarily maybe once a year like a a two-week one but every quarter i want to be doing like maybe like a three to five day water fast for sure 
just because of the benefits. So the biggest benefit I felt and noticed was mental clarity and efficiency and getting things done and creativity expanding and connectiveness to like the unified field and just being more one with like nature. My inflammation in my body decreased significantly. I felt like no pain, like my athleticism increased afterwards, like exponentially. Yeah, it's like you literally kind of become a superhuman. I mean, for me, that was my experience. And like my skin cleared and my skin, I had been having some issues with my digestive system in my skin. So that's like what motivated me to start. And I had a crazy breakout right before. And like, I never seen that before. So I was like, oh, hell, like I'm definitely doing this. And that's what really like got me to get going because I heard that it could work for that. And it definitely did. And my skin's been... Knock on wood, amazing sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I, I struggle with all those problems all the time. I'm trying all sorts of different stuff to avoid fasting for five days, but I don't know. You might convince me that I should just fast. <laughs> you know, it's it's so hard to fathom that like we could actually do it. But then what starts to happen is like the hardest part is like the, the beginning, the first three days, because yeah. then you're detoxing from whatever things that are technically addictive, like sugar is a common one, obviously. Caffeine, if you're a coffee drinker. For me, mm-hmm. the hardest was coffee, the mm-hmm. caffeine. And not that I'm a huge coffee drinker, but I had been doing it enough to where like, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel this. And so, the, so you'll have some headaches and some mild discomfort with that at the beginning. But then once you like set up a plan around your life and to have people around, you know, like, hey, I'm not like anorexic. This isn't a crazy thing. And this is actually yeah, yeah. good for you. And there's the, it, and, and then also you have to realize like every religion has this in common. Sure. Because everybody knows that fasting is so good for you. And it's like humans have been doing this for thousands of years, maybe not necessarily by choice, but food right. wasn't as common as, as it is now. And so we just overeat, overeat, overeat. And our body prefers to drink anyways than to eat. And we don't need half the shit that we're eating anyways. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, so it, you can do it. And the, and the thing is, the, the hunger goes away. It's so bizarre. Like, it literally just goes away. And it'll come yeah. in phases. But then you'll start to be like, wow, like, you don't need to sleep as much. You start to be so efficient, like, productive. All of a sudden, everything just starts to click. And you're like, wow, like, you're getting things done. Yeah, you're going to do it. Would you, do you promote intermittent fasting? Like, do you think that that's a, do you do that on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I definitely promote intermittent fasting. And I would never tell somebody to jump into a water fast that doesn't even do that because that would be the first step to doing that. Yeah. Intermittent fasting is definitely an everyday thing that you should do and have a minimum of like, you know, the longer you can go, the better. But I try to eat only between like, 12 and 8. Some days I'll make that window smaller. I mean, I'll try to only have one to two meals in a day without like little fasting so I can keep my body in like more ketosis state. And then when I do the fasting to get to the autophagy state. Now, when you're doing an 18 day water fast, can you like brush your teeth with like toothpaste or would that like break it? (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, I I'm actually that. I'm serious. No, like I'm, good, I'm serious. seriously a good question. And I actually <laughs> did two of the days of the water fast. I did no water. And the reason why is because it's supposed to be like one day with no water, no anything. It's supposed to be like three days of a water fast. And I was trying to speed up the process towards that. So those days you're not supposed to even touch water because your skin is an organ and it absorbs water. 
So, but, but yeah, for brushing teeth, I use a natural toothpaste. Actually, it's yeah. called like Uncle Harry's and it's the greatest toothpaste on the planet. Literally, like they should hire me. I'm so obsessed <laughs> with it. But <laughs> so I use that because it's literally just like bentonite clay and then some other yeah. natural things. But you don't even have to brush your teeth because what starts to happen is the water starts to taste sweet. It literally starts to taste like sugar, which is so yeah. like, is there sugar in here? Are you sure there's no sugar in here? I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, last week, it's been like a week now, I stopped eating all sugar, like any processed carbs, whatever, because I've been having like a lot of issues. So I was like, I'm desperate right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to stop all sugar completely. I actually felt like I went through sugar withdrawal. Like I was sweating. I was having headaches. I wasn't sleeping well yeah. for like multiple days. And to me, it just reaffirmed like how poisonous it is for us that you literally sweat it out when you stop eating it. I was like, oh, yep. wow. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, Terrifying. it's insane how like hardcore sugar, how much of a drug sugar is just like yeah. all the other drugs. And caffeine totally. is too. And, you know, like I still... I still have it, but I try not to. And, you know, I still have yeah. sugar, but I try not to have processed sugar. You know, I try to like, okay, but I also believe like, you know, if you don't feed the beast, it'll overcome you and take you over. So it's like, you have to, yeah. I mean, it's like trying to find that balance always. Now tell me about the 10 day silent meditation retreat that you went on. Cause that also sounds crazy to me. So for 10 days you were with people and you didn't speak. <laughs> Is that how it went? <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly how it went. So, okay. So it was this retreat, retreat in Maui called Kepasana. Okay. And it was the rendition of a Vipassana, which is a 10 day silent meditation. So, yeah. So the whole premise of it is that they take your phones, take all your technology, mm -hmm. they set up sleeping accommodations for you and food for you. So you don't have to think about anything except for focusing and practicing your meditation okay. and doing yoga for 10 days straight, but no talking except for the person who's the, the instructor who guides you through mm -hmm. the practice. So yeah, it was, it was pretty hardcore, but I was so excited to do it because I'm so like into meditation, especially when I was just like getting really into it at that time. It was almost like, 10 months ago and I'm ready for another one and like it's something I also want to do once a year for sure and but since then I started incorporating the meditation practice into my life which has been incredible for me and it's helped me to be more connected to you know the the unified field and with people and all right so now we have to talk about your own suppository brand yes just tell me everything I don't even know what to ask about it but I'm very curious okay so the suppository brand is called In Your Pleasure, and the whole premise of In Your Pleasure is that if it's not in your pleasure, to not do it, basically, and to live your life, you know, more effortlessly and less seriously, because it really isn't that serious mm. at the end of the day. We're just on this floating rock on this universe, and, you know, and it's such a small blip of time. Yeah. So what the actual product is, is their suppository, CBD. And with coconut oil and magnesium, which 75% of people are deficient in magnesium. So, yeah, so they're suppositories. And what they do is you insert them vaginally or rectally, depending on what you want them for. They're just really meant to go in your pleasure. And so it's, it could be for men or for women. And, and it's great for 
pain or for pleasure. So if you're having bad period cramps, it works for that. And if a lot of women with endometriosis swear by them, it helps them with that. And then mm. also for orgasms, it makes your orgasms longer, more intense, better sex. And I've been getting a lot of reviews that people, women who use them, their partners even have better orgasms. So it's quite interesting. You said that they have magnesium in them? Yes, magnesium. And like 70% of people are deficient in magnesium. Okay, yeah, I think I am. (laughs) Yeah, it really, and it's just a mineral that we all really need to incorporate in our day-to-day lives. So it just helps really with relaxation. And dispositories actually are great to use for sleep. And so you can use them with a partner. You could use them without a partner. And, and it's the most efficacious way to absorb anything is vaginally or rectally. It's actually six times more efficacious. Okay, so that's awesome. I love that you created your own product that is helpful to people and helps them and that you are selling this like an entrepreneur. So that's sick. <laughs> Have you always had the idea to do this or did it just like come about in the last year? It just came about like in the last year. I, yeah. I recently learned that about suppositories and you know that they're an age-old thing that people yeah. like Cleopatra was using them like thousands of years ago and so there's nothing new about it it's just that it kind of just got lost in translation so there's just an there's just an open opportunity in the market to bring it back and just basically to convince people it's okay to use your vagina as another mouth essentially and it's good for you so yeah and and really one of the other health things is like it bypasses your liver so it goes directly into your bloodstream so some people that might have some liver issues or you know stomach issues with absorbing it's great for that so okay now for the fun part why do you think it is that we have to come up with all of these things to actually make ourselves healthy and our system that we live in society from schooling to whatever to today, me being a 28 year old woman talking to you, you know, we receive zero education related to anything that helps us actually be healthy. Why do you think that is? It's a big question. (laughs) And it's a, it's like opening a can of worms to answer. Right. You know, there's, there's so many reasons I think, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know where to, where to begin. I mean, It's like, look, I think what it all comes down to is capitalism and money. Like as much as like, that's the best system that we have right now. And I'm not trying to knock it. I'm not like a dippy person. I'm realistic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think it really comes down to, okay, if we, to make money, you have to sell things and then people will, and, and then And then also then people are like, okay, if we're going to sell these products that aren't necessarily good for you, okay, but then it gets to control them. And then it gets to the point of if it's controlling and it's not good for them and then it keeps them in line. And then. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because people start the capitalism chat under my videos all the time and as a student of history or whatever, I am, anyone listening to this, I support capitalism. So if you were hoping that I am a socialist, I'm sorry, I'm not. However, I'm also not a crazy person either. I'm realistic, just like you, where I am able to reflect on how it has also failed us today. 
and I am constantly trying to think up solutions to it and like what the proper system would look like. And I don't know if there is such one, you know, that, that we could perfect that would safeguard our health without putting control of everything into the hands of the government. Like, let the people have their own control. You know what I mean? I'm always thinking up, like, how can we fix this? You know? Yeah, me me too. And it's like, you know, it just is what it is. The only thing is just like, okay, they just, they keep pushing it and taking it to the next level and taking it to the next level. It's like, okay, well, since when is my body not my choice? You know, with the current narrative and the vaccine, it's, you know... And then, I don't know, there just needs to be more education around everything wellness, you know, like for people, but it's just, but then it goes against the whole system of ultimately it's better for the people, you know, in higher positions yeah. of power to control the people beneath. So it's, it, it just, I, I don't know. know the answer. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, I'm like, would it be making our health? care system more localized you know instead of having like a national level to it where like you go into like little local shops again or something or i don't know you know it's like i think about this with politics too it's like you have to pull the money out for it to ever work properly again but how who's gonna like just let go of their power and their money you know no one I think with what you're doing and with what I'm trying to do is essentially empowering people to recognize their power and their self-worth yeah. and their capabilities is where you begin. Because ultimately, yeah. we can't change the machine. The machine has been functioning the way it's been functioning yeah. for so long. You know, it's so much bigger. So the only thing you can do is try to lift people up to understand and see their value and, you know, show them ways that, hey, there are alternatives to yeah. being healthy that are are part of the narrative and you know and as long as we just show people that then then they can start to make their own decisions and hopefully think for themselves instead of listening to what they're told you know constantly (laughs) yeah that's why i wanted to have you on because i mean i think health is a massive part of anything it's a huge part of working for yourself being your own boss reclaiming your own time you don't have any of that if you don't have your health And, you know, I've known a lot of people who've struggled with health stuff. I've struggled with health stuff. It's no joke today. We're being definitely poisoned by the food that we are eating. That's why I wanted to have you, you know, come on for everyone listening to hear that you have more control over your health than you might realize. You might feel like you can buy products like In Your Pleasure from Bubalina that can, you know, help you do whatever you need to do to feel better, to fix whatever's going on in your body. I know there's all sorts of different things that could be not going on the way they should be. I I would say, so what would you say to like wrap it up to someone listening right now and they are feeling like they wish their health was better, they they wish they felt better. What would be like two or three tips that you would give them to like start a health journey? You know, I, I guess the biggest things would be just elimination diet is probably the easiest, most simple thing that I could think of, like cutting out gluten, processed sugar, Mm-hmm. And limiting, you know, like if people are doing fast foods, just cut that out completely and then process anything. I mean, simply like drink more. If you're hungry, try drinking some water, you know, do intermittent fasting, get out in nature because that's always going to help you like literally ground yourself, like t- put your feet on the yeah. ground. Like that's what people are missing that. And that's a huge disconnect with a lot of people that live in cities and why they're so unhealthy like you know like detached mm-hmm. from our devices like the the frequencies the emf that they're putting on our bodies is really awful for our health 
So, you know, so it's a combination of eliminating what a lot of like the bad foods that you're intaking and then be more connected with nature and then just, I don't know, just maybe try meditating too. (laughs) That's good. I mean, uh, that's exactly what I've been trying over here. So I think that's, that's great advice. All right. For everyone listening, where can they find you and your products? So you can find me on Instagram at Bubulina. It's B-O-U-B-O-U-L-E-N-A. And in your pleasure is at inyourpleasure.com. Oh my God. You, ha- you have that URL like inyourpleasure.com? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> the internet. That's, oh man. That's awesome. All right. Thank you for coming on, Bubalina. I'm yeah, going to chat with you so after this. Yeah, of course. 